You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 3. Our theme is Mental Health and Me. Welcome back to a new episode of This Hong Kong Life. We're really excited today because we have our very own staff member and youth representative sharing their personal journey. Today is a special one. At Kelly, we talk a lot about peer support and how we can help our friends. And Marco's here today to share about his experiences with mental health and supporting a friend going through a tough time. Hi, Marco. Hey, Sky. <laughs> so uh, you've been at Kelly for how long now? I've been in Kelly for about... A year and a bit. And how have you enjoyed working at Kelly? I've really enjoyed it. I really like going to the schools and just talking with the youth and just getting to know them. And what's your highlight been since you've been at Kelly Support Group? Um, I think my highlight is when we had like a team building day and we spent uh, most of the day just like getting to know the youth, playing with them, uh, doing team building exercises. Yeah, it's really great, especially since we've been in COVID and we pretty much have not been able to go out in big groups to do anything. So that must have been really fun, hey? For sure. <laughs> so, so Marco, you are from Hong Kong? I am from Hong Kong, that's right. And you have siblings? Is your family here? Uh, I have an older brother, but my family is currently in Mexico. Whoa, what are they doing in Mexico? <laughs> yeah, my mom and dad are working in Mexico. So have you been to Mexico then? I have. So I went to Mexico right before COVID happened, which was very fortunate because I haven't been able to see them since COVID. Yeah, that must have been really special to spend time with your family then. It, it was, yeah. And it was like one of our first times in well, in Mexico. So it was just really nice to like go to the beach, go to the city. It was beautiful. You grew up here in Hong Kong and went to school here. Are you from Hong Kong? Uh, I was born in Hong Kong, but I spent half my life outside of Hong Kong until secondary school when I came back to Hong Kong. Right, so Hong Kong for you is also home, yeah? Yeah, Hong Kong would definitely be home. And your friends, uh, would you say majority of friends now would be more here in Hong Kong or outside? Uh, I would say majority would be in Hong Kong, but I have like a good number of friends who are just like outside of Hong Kong. And what's your role usually with friends? Like, how do you see friendship groups and like, you know, we talk a lot about peer support, right? How do you see that? I think I'm more like the listener type of friend. And so like, uh, I'm like the guy people go to when they have like issues or like want or certain advice. Um, weirdly enough, also like relationship advices, people like come to me for them. <laughs> You become the, you're the relationship guru of your friendship exactly, circle? Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, not what I expected. Um, How did that end up happening? I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, I studied psychology, and so people, like, automatically assume, like, oh, I have, like, some wisdom about relationships. <laughs> and has this always happened, like, or even, like, before you studied psychology? Um, I think it happened more after I started studying psychology, yeah. Okay. But I was definitely still more like the, oh, um reach out to people type of friend yeah what do you think is about like sort of how you behave that would people would naturally want to speak to you about things um i think firstly like i don't try and like talk too much um Mm. i think i like to listen and i like to like ask questions and Mm. i think like 
uh, that signals to people that oh, like I'm being heard and like what I'm saying is interesting, and so、mm-hmm. like people will just naturally want to share more and more about、mm-hmm. their life.、Mm-hmm. And is that something that you also naturally find yourself enjoying more?、Uh, yeah, for sure. I think this is something like I had to learn a lot, like as I was studying psychology and like a bit of counseling.、Um, but that was、uh, definitely something. Now I enjoy. I love like learning about people,、um, and especially going into their like what makes them tick and like、um, what they really care about. What's、uh, some of the funnest people that you've met and listened to their stories?、Um, I remember there's this guy.、Uh, I was working in Cambodia last year, and this person who was working in South Sudan, and so he was saying how、um, there was like a war going on, and he was like. A communication officer, so he was still like working in his computer in his bathtub. In like, his bathtub, as like bullets, they could hear like bullets flying oh outside. Oh my goodness, that must have been really crazy experience for him. Yeah, it was like, like he's like not too old either, and so like I'm so surprised. Like he's had so much like life experience. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think one of the most incredible things about listening to other people's stories, which is what we do here on on this podcast, is is actually hearing other people's perspective and stories and experiences、um, as a way to also inspire us as well.、Uh, so it's really cool that you play that role in your friendship circle.、It、means that you do have a lot of wisdom, collective wisdom, <laughs> collective wisdom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not personal wisdom. Yeah. Well, it translates to personal wisdom, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah. So this month, Marco, you know, it's World Mental Health、um, Day a couple weeks ago,、um, and this month we're raising awareness about mental health, and the season is about the topic of mental health. What's your personal mental health journey been like for you? I think it's been like a process of like just learning about mental health.、Um, personally, like from studying psychology, you know, you learn a lot about like different mental disorders. And also, like recently, I've been learning a lot about myself. Also, like oh, maybe I have like some sort of like condition, right? Because like、mm-hmm. I feel like my attention isn't actually very good,、mm-hmm. and so like、um, I've been grappling with the idea that oh, I might also have like attention deficit disorder, which is like a form of ADHD.、Mm, but you haven't been clinically diagnosed about that, right? Ah,、uh, no.、Mm. Have you ever encountered somebody who、uh, you found wow? Um, I'm really glad that I was there to support them in that time. Yeah, for sure. I think there was like a story that、um, a few years back of me like supporting this friend as she was going through、um, this trauma, a bit of trauma from、uh, sexual assault.、Mm. This was a friend I recently met、uh, back then.、Um, she was new to Hong Kong, and so like, I was one of her new friends.、Um, How old were you guys back then?、Uh, I was around 21 years old. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so she wanted to、uh, meet with new people, and so one day she told me like, oh, she was meeting with this guy at his home, and he was because he wanted to like cook for her or something. And this was a f- person she like barely knew,、mm. and so like alarm bells were ringing in、mm. in my head, right? Yeah.、Um, I was like super concerned. I was like, this never happens. Yeah.、Um, uh, long story short, what happened was I eventually like messaged her. I thought it wasn't going to happen, but actually, eventually it did happen. I was having my own dinner.、Um, I got like her text, like, "Oh, something doesn't seem right." And so, like, what I did was like I just called her on the spot,、mm. right? Because like this felt very wrong. I didn't really know what happened because I think she was at that time a little drunk,、um, and she told me like, "Oh, that person was like feeding her a lot of like alcohol 
And so mm-hmm. like, I didn't really understand what happened until uh, the next day. And I called her in the evening just to make sure she was okay. And she made it back home, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, was, I didn't really get to understand the whole story until the day after the mm-hmm. whole incident happened. So it sounds like, you know, the fact that you called her, I mean, you already had alarm bells, which is actually very good because it meant that you were able to then kind of say something to her mm-hmm. about scenario that she might be going into which mm. is really good um it sounds like you are really a good friend um and the call that you made to her like was that helpful for her in that moment yeah so she told me that she actually used that phone call as like a way to like get out of the situation or try mm. to at least try to get out of the mm. situation mm-hmm. um because like she couldn't like it was hard for her to like say no to what was happening yeah mm. and how did that make you feel as somebody who was supporting her uh yeah i think like it was really tough for me um on that day but i think it was especially tough for me like the day after when i like learned about like what really happened Mm. i was just so mad i remember but i was i remember feeling also really overwhelmed like you read about it or like you see it like in happening in the movies but then you're like this has never like happened to like people i know right in real Mm -hmm. life or at least people i don't know it happened Mm -hmm. and so like i didn't really know like how to react um almost right Mm -hmm. at first there was like a huge sense of like oh uh, confusion fear um anger just like a lot of like different emotions like coursing through me Mm. it must have been difficult because you were going through that yourself as somebody who was supporting your friend while she was also going through something like like that as well yeah i think like and just hearing her story uh, just like made me angry and I think there's also like an element of like guilt right because you're thinking like oh could I have done more right like because like I I felt in my gut like this was like not a good thing like her going to his home but then like could I have like been there with her like just to make sure everything happened I think there's a lot of like uh, retrospective thinking about Mm -hmm. like oh what you could have done better so now that you look back at that situation, mm-hmm. you know, what would you have changed um, just in terms of, you know, how you would have helped or if you were to find yourself in that situation again? Mm. I think one thing I lacked back then was like resources, right? Like knowing what to do. I think fortunately her situation wasn't where she needed like medical help immediately if she was in that position, right? I think like, I wouldn't be able to like have offered it. So now, like, now knowing, like, okay, there are actually a lot of resources out there, mm. um, even, in, like, in, especially in Hong Kong, mm. you know. Um, I think it's called uh, something Lily, I forgot. Rain Lily. Rain Lily, yeah. So they have a lot of resources, and, like, you can, like, refer people to them, bring people to them. Um, I think, like, knowing these things would have been, like, really helpful. And now that I know them, I can, like, I think react a lot better mm. uh, to friends who are, like, going through these things yeah yeah i mean i think the the crazy thing is that there's actually so many different organizations and support networks available in hong kong and a lot of times it's the fact that we don't know that they're out there um, or sometimes maybe we don't necessarily want to get them either did you find that you know with some of the people that you've supported and friendships that that sometimes people don't want to actually get the help I think part of it is like people don't want to like talk about it. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times people hope like, oh, it'll just go away or like I can handle this, right? And so like they don't end up like 
reaching for help um, because I think that puts them a little bit in a position of vulnerability of course asking for help and so yeah I think like people don't really do that but also I think there's like a certain like stigma kind of attached to um, whether that's like depression or like assault or a myriad of like different things people go through like mental health issues or just experiences and so like a lot of it's actually like just like shoved under the rug and like people don't talk about it mm. and so yeah I've found it quite hard sometimes just to like encourage friends to like oh hey you know it might be a good idea for you to talk to someone who could mm-hmm. like really help you through this right mm-hmm. and who are like trained to like help people through this mm-hmm. I think I've realized like since people like talk to me a lot <laughs> about like these kind of things um I've been taking like different counseling courses um just to like equip myself right, right. and like again to understand what the kind of mental disorder is or like whatever experience they're going through and like what the issue is um mm. but i think like one big thing is also um what do you say to them right i yeah. think that's like one concern a lot of people have when they're mm-hmm. supporting their mm. friends they're like oh i don't know what to say to them like mm-hmm. i don't want to say the wrong thing mm-hmm. i think that's like a really big issue and that's kind of like why i kind of like started to like wanted to equip myself with more knowledge Mm. in order to like help my friends yeah and you know what's one thing that you know you've really discovered is really helpful um when you find yourself in those moments where you're like i don't really know what to say what do you say now yeah i think the key is less is more i think one really good thing i've heard from one of the people i've been like listening to is like oh um actually what you say doesn't matter as much as like you being there for them i think that's what helps them heal right knowing that someone's there supporting them mm. because of that there's actually less pressure for me to like oh i need to like say the right thing mm. more often or not i just like affirm hey let them know like i'm there for them let them know that i'm there to like support them and like to walk with them whatever they're going through mm. and i think that's actually massively helpful for them as opposed to me like oh saying like the right things which will change their mind right change their experience frame it in a positive way i don't think like that's how it works mm. like you can't do that from like one sentence yeah absolutely and it's something that also takes a really long time as well right mm-hmm. what do you think you know has been the main motivator for you in doing all these things for those that are around you i think like firstly is like i just like care about my friends naturally like i want to be there for them right Yeah. I'm really motivated by like the hurt which is like happening whenever like someone's going through something like I feel it as well mm. I think. Yeah. And so like I want to do something about it to like help them. Thank you so much for sharing this with us Marco. Yeah, no problem. I think it's like the vulnerability that you've shared with us here today and just through your own personal walk with your friend um has been really incredible and it's a really good reminder that actually all of us will find ourselves in a situation where we could be there for somebody going through a really difficult time um and how do we ready ourselves to be there for those that we love and care for um thank you so much for for joining us today Marco uh really appreciate your sharing um we'll send some resources and link it to this episode for anybody who's listened in today um and really wants to reach out for some help as well for yourself or for a friend who is next to you Marco before we wrap up 
Um, if there's somebody out there listening <laughs> who is in a position where they're also like you,、yeah. um, the go-to friend, you know, what would you say to them? The number one thing to think about.、Um, I would say you're not alone. You can also ask other people to help you, because I think often it's like you you feel overwhelmed about、mm. all these like issues that people have around you, and then you're expected to like you know do something about it.、Um, so yeah, I would def- I would just say like.、Um, They're not alone.、Mm-hmm. Um, I would also add, you can't save people. I think that's one really、uh, good boundary to have.、Um, understanding, like,、oh, you're you can walk with them, you can like help them through it, but like ultimately, like whether or not like they get better, I think that's like、um, it's not like your responsibility to like save people's lives.、Mm-hmm. Thank you, Marco, for that amazing reminder that even as we support people, we also need to take care of ourselves、Absolutely. as well. Thank you so much, and we <laughs> hope that you will join us with next week's mental health story on this Hong Kong life. Thanks, Guy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This season is made possible by the Jockey Club Community Sustainability Fund as part of the Smart Youth Health Project. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly's Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, so nominate yourself or a friend to share next. Leave us a message or drop us a note at hklife@kely.org. See you next time. 